my second night in a row recording a podcast because I recorded something for Coltsmiths last night with no. Mike from Green Mountain Mysteries. It was a, a fun time. We made a Hallmark movie, but gay. So it was nice. I remember that show was fun to do, do when we did exist? it for the show swap. Does Hallmark not make gay movies yet? I don't know if Hallmark does. I know Netflix does. Sure. Because they have one they have one of their their uh strain of Hallmark coming mm. out that is that is about a gay couple or like a gay guy. I and like that, that you call it a strain of go. Hallmark okay. like no, it's an illness. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hall all Hallmark LGBTQ movies ranked. Here we go. All of them ranked, not even just they're out there. Are these all Christmas? Are these all Christmas? Are they they Christmas Hallmark Christmas movies or are they Hallmark movies? Okay, it says says, as of the start of 2021, no Hallmark movie has ever featured gay characters as leads. No Uh no Uh No matter what Hallmark reps say, Christmas House do not does not feature gay leads. <laughs> no okay. matter what Hallmark reps say. Oh, okay. Okay, so we've so got is... the bottom the bottom tier Hallmark movie with LGBTQ people in it is A Christmas Tree Grows in Colorado, which I mean that title is terrible. It's a terrible title. Yes. Um, next we have Coyote Creek Christmas. Um, also, not a great title. No. It sounds sinister almost. Hallmark movies I don't guess, have great titles, uh, frankly. I will say Netflix mm, Hallmark movies tend to have like uh, ancillary. I'm trying to look for other ones that are Christmassy because not, so like, not, all, not all these are Christmas. Christmas She Wrote. I mean, that's kind of fun, actually. That is actually, I like that one. I don't, know what the, I don't know what that could be. Um, is that a movie about like, someone writing a book about Christmas? It's like a frame narrative. Uh, it's about a novelist who learns to love Christmas. Is going to be my guess. We got the Santa Stakeout. <laughs> I okay. Number one ranked. That number one ranked is Debbie McCombers, a Mrs. Miracle Christmas. I mean, and this one, Miracle. this one's this one sounds like a children's book title. This one's description is the most bland. It's not even creative. When a family faces loneliness and loss of faith, Mrs. Miracle swoops in to renew their Christmas spirit. Okay. This is miracle. I'm just picturing compared Mrs. to Claus. compared to the the Santa Stakeout, which is one below this one. Tanya is a police detective who's reluctantly partnered with another detective to solve a recent string of heists taking place during holiday parties around town. Oh my gosh! Okay, they go undercover actually... as they go undercover as newlyweds. So okay, that's kind of okay, fun. F- fake married, always a fun trope. Hmm. I. Is the plot of this movie not going to be that Santa is the one doing it and they catch Santa? Mm, I mean, I feel like the title kind of gives that away. Who knows? Unless they're staking out like a Santa party. You'd have to, uh, Gabe, you'd have to watch it. Yeah, and and I won't is the thing, and you know that pretty well, I think. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Maybe if someone else really convinced me as a sort of group Find someone to snuggle up on the couch with and watch a Santa stakeout. I will say. Santa stakeout. We I, I watched a Castle for Christmas on Netflix. I knew their you offering. Would. I had yep. no doubt in my mind you would do that. Brooke Shields and Carrie Ellis, like, come on, come Is, on. Which one's the one that was on SVU? I don't know. The older Brooke lady? Shields is the name of someone who would hypothetically Let be. Let me on see SVU. who Brooke Shields is. Yeah, Brooke Shields. She was on SVU. Okay, cool. She she was crazy on SVU. She's the she's the biological grandmother. 
of Olivia Benson's adopted son. SVU. Yeah, and she tried to kidnap him. Putting the S in soap. Anyway, this is a podcast. It, it is oh, a yeah. podcast. It's about fun facts and lying to your friends. I'm Chris. I'm Gabe. I'm John, and I have different room tone this week. Oh, what? I have different room tone this oh, week. Oh, yeah, you're in your office. I just noticed that. I am in my office because yeah. I started the dishwasher right before we started recording. Well, Always not right before choice. we started recording, but close enough before we started recording that I was worried that it would just completely wreck my, my uh, See, waveform. That's why you need a mic like mine that picks up no room noise because unbeknownst to you two, I just have a basketball game on loud enough that I can tell what's going on while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, though, because so you'd you never know basketball. unless I told you. You see, you were 15 minutes late, thus nullifying my move to this office. Well, that's how it goes. Wait, your this... dishwasher takes less than an hour? Well, less than an hour to get to the drying stage. Uh, my dishwasher takes, like, I think an hour. I think it took, took like, exactly an hour, almost. I don't... I don't even know how long mine takes. I just set it to go and I leave it alone and I come back long enough later that it'll be good. Anyway, what this means practically for the listeners is that instead of the potential dog noise, we might instead be getting cat noise. You probably are getting like little jingles just in the background. I thought that was just the holiday holiday spirit. Oh yeah, Leo is the holiday spirit. Visiting us. That's what what his his part-time job is. That's how he pays his rent. He doubles as the holiday spirit. I have no update to my room tone, except you'll notice the wall behind me is no longer entirely bare. Hey. Oh, I'm making a, a. I'm trying to make a real effort to not have a bare wall in my house by I don't know some point next year. I'm trying really hard. I need to. I need to get on that. I mean, uh, listeners, if you if your echolocation is working really well, you've got that like daredevil radar sense going. You might hear that what's in the background is uh, framed. Atlanta Journal Constitution front page. It's true. With uh, the Braves on it. Yeah, I got myself the less cool version. I got my brother in law all three of the Atlanta Journal Constitution ones framed. Nice. He's a gigantic Braves fan. So that's, I got him and then I got myself one of them framed. They were not easy to find. Yeah, I would imagine. It's been, well, since the 90s. So, yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, he went. Pretty they were hard crazy. to find. There was a parade. That, the fastest they, parade. Yeah, which they did not do correctly in Midtown. Yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> they got to Cobb and they were like, oh yeah, we should do a parade now for real. What do you mean? Do you mean the thing where people said that they just like went full speed through the town? Oh yeah, they were going like 30 miles an hour. Yeah, but then they got normal when they got to Cobb. Hmm, almost like there's a statement being made there. At least that's what or I heard. Something. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? I could be wrong. Love the team, hate the organization. It's fine. <laughs> you know what I forgot to do before we uh, started this? Did you forget I... to find a fact? No, I forgot to check who's supposed to go first. Oh. So. And now you update your. Uh... It's Gabe. Yeah. Okay. And now you've updated your display name for the call, which I oh, appreciate. I already had that. That was there the whole time. Oh, it just showed up for me. Oh, that's weird. Well, it's well disciplined. Yes. Though not disciplined enough to look up the order before the show. I guess not. Man, now I want a fucking high life. God damn it. It's going, I have so much in my house still. <laughs> you should just bring it to my New Year's party. <laughs> Maybe. If I, if I still have some, sure. <laughs> I don't think you understand how much there was, and now there still is, 
and yet how much was gone. Oh no! I, how much did you get? Well, for that thing on last Saturday, uh, at least fifty. Having hosted a party before, I think I do understand how much there was and how much is gone and how That's much fair. is left. Well, I was also including the amount that. Okay, so like that that band is basically sponsored by High Life at this point, or if it's not, it will be just by the fact that it will Run, be everywhere. It runs on High Life. So what you're yeah. yeah, what you're saying is you're sponsoring High Life. I guess we're endorsing it because in the, the champagne amount, of beers and the amount of time we were doing stuff, which was Wednesday to Saturday until Saturday, I think we had gone through, if you converted a 12 ounce cans, the equivalent of 60. I think <laughs> between the five of us. God, I'm going to get a beer actually. Cause oh, now okay. I desperately totally. want a beer. Okay. Hold on. Let's go. He's got a tall boy. I think our listeners can tell that it's been a month since we've recorded this because I feel like we're just all like so loose and like, hey, let's catch up. What's going on? You know? Hey, you know what? That's, that's the, the vibe That's the we energy want. I that's feel like natural. we're bringing to this mid, this pre-winter well, podcast recording. Maybe now we bring some fact energy with Gabe. Yeah, let's do I it. can do that. All right, you ready? Yes. In the 18th and 19th centuries, so 17 and 1800s, uh, squirrels were extremely popular pets in the U.S. And that's the fact. Huh. So one reason I already kind of believe this is because of when I went to Brevard, North Carolina, and the big thing for Brevard, North Carolina, is that the squirrels are white. Not albino, they're white. Ooh. And they so- talked about the reason it happened was this dude gave his, like, six-year-old two white squirrels that were like rare as pets and she felt really bad. And so she let them free. And then the white fur thing was a dominant gene. So then it turned all the squirrels white in the area. I just Googled Brevard NC and the first suggestion was white squirrel. Let's see. This might've been because you were Googling squirrels earlier though. Ooh, that's true. That is true. So the, the algorithm might be catering squirrel content towards you. I appreciate that. I think squirrels are cute. I will say, squirrels are like the dominant rodent of my childhood, in that that's the one that I definitely saw the most. We were talking about this earlier, Bethany and I. We were talking about if there was like any wildlife that we've seen in Atlanta that we didn't see in Augusta. And our main answer was chipmunks. Ain't no chipmunks in Augusta. Just squirrels. Mm. You know what I was thinking about today? What? I've just never seen a skunk. I think... Me just neither, never, actually. I just never I don't have. think I ever have. Isn't that weird when there's an animal that you, like, know about, but you've just never seen it? Because it's, like, a thing that's, like, they're not in zoos that much. So, like, I just haven't seen one, and thus it's possible I may never see one. I hadn't seen a possum, I don't think, until uh, one started living in the backyard of the house I used to live in. That was a good and possum. A friend of yeah, I like possums. Yeah, I'm that possum was cool. And then we saw a baby possum at one point in the backyard, too, and we were like, oh, my God, next generation. <laughs> yeah, like, it's kind of weird to think about the fact that, like, skunks are out there. I just haven't seen it. So, like, until then, you know, it, like, it makes it real when you What's, see it. I think what made the, the most, like, real wildlife encounter I've had was seeing, like, one of the campus foxes at Georgia Tech. Wait, there was a campus fox? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've never. There heard were a of few it. foxes that lived around Georgia Tech campus. I've only weird. heard of the whole thing where every camp, college campus claims to have weird squirrels, and 
Georgia Tech was no exception. The most recent thing for me was when months ago I turned into my driveway in the middle of the night, obviously with my lights on, and there were just deer standing in my front yard, and that didn't scare them away. They just stood there. And so then that, I stared at them as I walked into my house, and they didn't leave. And I was they're like, planning something. I was like, this is not what deer do. Seems like Chris was just in an episode of Atlanta. I expected one of them to like unfold a Lovecraftian style, and yeah, it was just going to yeah. be the end of it. Yeah, like, but it didn't happen because so deer still nice and folded up. I don't know. I see deer a lot when I walk around the trails on my house with Lorenzo, and he's always like, "Why is there a giant herd of dogs?" <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Uh, we were walking uh, at em- in Emory at Lowellwater Lull- over there, and that. Just seeing deer in the middle of it. It's weird because it was just us and Athena. And Athena doesn't care that much about wildlife. But if Artie had been there, she would have, like, freaked out. Because it would have been, like, giant dog. Specifically. Is that, that the reaction? Do dogs think every other animal is a dog? I think it's Do just think things, you're that a dog? Dog, things that are dog-shaped. So, like, he, he definitely thinks, like, okay, for example, up near my parents' house, there's a giant cow farm. And he definitely thinks they're dogs, except one was so close to the fence all the time that he like barked at it a, a few times, and then it did nothing. So then he just kind of stopped <laughs> and just kind of <laughs> stared at it, and then he, I guess he accepted it, and then we moved on. I think my dogs absolutely think the cats are dogs, huh. which not not every dog is like that, but my my dogs treat the cats like dogs. To the cat's dismay, a lot of the time. Money, you know, Lorenzo, he definitely knows it. the difference because he really hates cats. Does he? Yeah, he's afraid of dogs. He hates cats. Oh, and there's the cat. Yep, there's the cat's butthole. <laughs> on display. Hi, Bunny Penny. But yeah, um, squirrels. I mean... Yeah. Hmm. Including, by the way... So like Victorian uh, squirrel. Well, well Georgian, for a while. Georgian to Victorian. Uh, including... um. President Harding had a pet squirrel, too. Hmm. Warren G. Harding, squirrel man. Yeah. This, I have seen evidence that squirrels could, in fact, be trainable. Rodents are pretty smart. Like, rats are very, uh... Rats have kind of taken the place that this might have. Like, in the sense that there's domesticated rats now, and they're... I, I wish I had domesticated rats. I think they're so cool. So there's there's honestly a lot of squirrel lore. Um, ben Franklin <laughs> wrote an lore. yeah. Ben Franklin <laughs> wrote an ode to a fallen squirrel. We got a lot of squirrel lore. Um, I don't want to give too much away here, but there's some squirrel lore. I know Chris has definitely read some squirrel lore in the past. Has he? I mean, I mean, there's Redwall. That's yes, like, exactly. That's a lot of squirrel lore. In a lot there. of squirrel lore in there. Yeah. I thought there sure, mice specifically is a, is a book of there's mice, there's squirrels, there's moles, badgers, rabbits. The main complaint I have about Redwall is it really made me think some of those animals were bigger in comparison to the others than they actually are. Oh, which one specifically? Like I thought badgers were like gigantic. I mean, well, they are gigantic are like, relative to mice. Yeah, badgers are like. Aren't they, like, cat-sized? I googled badger, and a lot of this is about how, quote, 
Donald Trump is obsessed with badgers and if they are mean. Okay. What? New book claims. From both The Guardian and Standard.co.uk. Are they mean? Donald Trump obsessed with badgers. <laughs> Daily Beast reports reporters say Rince Priebus was really repeatedly asked about the rotund hairy omnivores during briefings on healthcare and foreign policy. Hmm. I'm just trying to imagine him saying it. What's the deal? I, I can't do a Trump. Is the yeah, problem. the problem I, is it's just... I don't have all, one. I neither can nor want to do uh, a Donald Trump impression. I don't, I don't want to be like the person who's like, let's just forget that that happened because that's not how you should approach things. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to be too obsessed. I, I just know that I don't have that voice and I think it's okay. Yeah. The voice that I do have is a really good Jason Momoa. This is something I discovered recently. Paul, my boy! <laughs> I can't even, like, hear his voice in my head, but I can picture him, and that sound, that <laughs> voice fits his face. Isn't he, like, from New Zealand or something? Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, that's not yeah. even close to New Zealand. Well, kind of is, from an ethnic perspective. They are from the uh, Pacifica peoples. Do you think, like, the Red Wall critters are actually human-sized? No. I don't know. No, because they talk about pikes like they're sharks. But... So, unless the pike fish is shark-sized... But how is there a pond? Pond is puddle. How is there a pond big enough to have fish in it inside the abbey? Little fish. How are they catching fish? Guppies. How does that one dude drive a horse? There are no horses in Red In Wall. the first book there is. Yes, there, there is. There is not. There is no horse in... Dude, look it up. No. Dude, there's Const- a horse. Constance a horse. pulls the cart in Red Wall. Red dude, Wall This is squirrel horse. lore. I don't know any of this. Or, well, they mention... Shit, they you're mention, right. Yeah. Okay, see, this blows everything out of the water. So it pulled Clooney the Scourge's cart into Mossflower Woods. Yeah, see? But it also Clooney crushed... the Scourge? It crushed Skullface, so maybe he just, like, tamed a horse. Okay, here, here's the answer. I, I did find it. Okay, so it says here Brian Jacques said it's up to your imagination, which is a cop-out. But, but guess, it's also true the because... Answer. Because the author doesn't have any say over the book once it's been published. Ew. Is that a is that a problem in the world of publish? I would not know. No, this is just me and Chris's eternal battle over the death of the author. Yeah, oh, right, right. I remember this. No. No, I don't actually think the author is dead, but it's fun to take the hard line sometimes. Mm, fun is an interesting word to use for such a terrible opinion. <laughs> Should we guess? I, I we think guess? that yeah, I think that squirrels were pets. I think I'll say the other reason I want to say yes is I have this vague thought that when I've been to art museums, I've seen paintings with people with squirrels. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a painting of like a squirrel in a little dress before. You know, like outside of the context of like a fantasy. Series. I just think I've seen like a a painting from that era. This like a a kid with a squirrel. And that just makes me think, obviously, if they painted it, it's a thing. It's happening. 
Right. Because they so weren't allowed to use their imaginations. They weren't allowed because that was a sin. They could yeah. only paint things that were real or that were in the Bible and nothing are th- else. Are you both on true here? Yes. I think we're both on true, yeah. All right, well, then let me show you something, Chris. <laughs> I have the painting for you. This is absolutely I wonder true. if this is the painting I saw. It's in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. This is absolutely true. Oh, then I may have actually seen it at the Met. That might be what I was thinking of. And there's a little kid with a squirrel, and there's all this, there's this whole article about pet squirrels. It's, I wish, apparently they're still like effectively wild animals. So they're not really good pets, but they're so cute. I wish I had one anyway. And in 1722, a pet squirrel named Mungo passed away. It was a tragedy. <laughs> Mungo escaped its confines and met its fate at the teeth of a dog. Benjamin Franklin, friend of the owner, immortalized the squirrel with a tribute. Few squirrels were better accomplished, for he had a good education, had traveled far, and seen much of the world. Franklin wrote, adding, Thou art fallen by the fangs of wanton, cruel ranger. Poor Mungo. Poor Mungo. Poor Um, Mungo. But there are... I really hate this picture of President Harding kissing a squirrel on the mouth. I do hate that. Is that him? (laughs) That's what it says. Well, it says who was a pet. I'm guessing that, well, maybe that person's too young to be hard. Anyway, whoever this person is kissing a squirrel on the mouth. Uh, yeah. Not loving it. The squirrel's like visibly smiling, though. Don't know how to feel about that. I like this boy with a flying squirrel from the Boston Museum of Fine Arts. So this, it, yeah, it's a yeah. good one. It's a good It's a good picture. Flying squirrels are like cuter than normal squirrels. Flying. And they can fly, too. So like, that's a big plus. They can fly. Wow, flying fly. squirrels have huge eyes. Love a flying squirrel. Well, John, it would be you. It would, in fact, be me. Napoleon loved licorice. He was a licorice fiend, and he frequently carried licorice powder around in his pocket. And as he was dying, the only drink he really wanted to drink anymore was licorice powder mixed with water. Licorice powder? Is that a thing? There's powder, powder in water. So like basically a, a so like the, the forbidden emergency. The forbidden emergency. Yes. Like, you know, the powder, you take like a shot. How do you guys take your emergency? I, I don't because it's fake. Yeah, isn't it fake? Yeah. Increasing your vitamin C levels actually does nothing for you. But it makes me feel nice. I mean... It, it's that's that's called the placebo effect. I know, but it works. Fair. Maybe or think, maybe Chris is clearing his sinuses because he's snorting the emergency. No, I, I don't do emergency it. that way. I do it the new age way. See, I used to. Okay, so there's like there's three. No, there's three stages to this. There's the original stage, which is you put it in a full glass of water and it tastes terrible and it's awful. Don't do that. Then there's stage two, which is fine, which is you take it as a shot. <laughs> Like, you put all the powder in, like, a shot glass. You, con- you, you concentrate it. Yeah. Then there's step three, which is what I do now, which is you open is the bag of powder. Is it Topo Chico plus emergency? No. You take the powder. You make a glass of water. You pour the entire powder bag into your mouth dry and then take sips of water afterwards. That's what Holy hell. <laughs> That's what you, you see. Do. I've had to have three separate colonoscopies in my lifetime. (laughs) 
and all that three sounds of worse them, than, they gave you emergency. That's not worse than a colonoscopy. That sounds, no, that sounds worse than drinking colonoscopy prep. Oh, no, it's what not is that in bad. colonoscopy prep? Stuff to make you shit. Oh, it it's diarrhea fucking, inducer. It tastes fucking awful. I bet I'd like it. No, Chris, even you wouldn't fucking like this. We'll see you one day. I, so I, I'll get yeah. back to you when I'm 40. Yeah, when you're like 45. <laughs> God, it's it's just truly, truly terrible stuff. It's like, it smells weird. It has a weird aftertaste. The only way that I've been able to make it tolerable is by using like fucking margarita mix. To like oh my That's God. Cover That's it. kind of fun. And even that hasn't worked all that well before. Yeah, just use it as a mixer. I think that works pretty all right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You just know, make, make a real nasty boy cocktail. <laughs> the nastiest boy cocktail. The forbidden cocktail. Colonoscopy prep and vodka. Jesus. Jesus <laughs> Christ. There's vanilla and then there's colonoscopy prep. And, l- and let me remind you, at this point, at the point where you're taking your colonoscopy prep, you haven't had sol- solid food for at least 18 hours. I... So, like, colonoscopy prep and vodka on a completely empty stomach. Gabe, you gotta be cleaned out for the colonoscopy. Yeah, no, I know. I just googled colonoscopy prep cocktails, and there are no results. It's never been done. <laughs> I wonder what your algorithm's gonna do to you. Well, I can guess based on... This people also ask, can you drink alcoholic beverages before a colonoscopy? Oh. You oh, might start a... getting ads for hemorrhoid donuts. Gary. You know what I hate about the oh, algorithm? No. What? You guys haven't run into this, but I've just recently made like a new Instagram account, right? So then I go to the Instagram search because I was curious what would come up. Inexplicably, if you have no interaction, no posts, no nothing... The main thing that I was getting on my Discover search on that account was just stuff that was about like skin and popping pimples, and I was like, "Oh, oh what? What is going on?" Instagram because it it's like oddly relaxing to watch. Because it kind of is. All I can think about, all I can think about, is that must be the most popular thing. It must be. I don't know. Like, it ha- I kind of there's no other it would explanation. Be like Instagram models. It's not. It's popping pimples. I don't know. The Discover feed on, on that account is completely... It, you can't look at it. It's, it's unusable. Unless nope. you want to see pop, pimples being popped. Okay, then it's then it would be heaven, but it's not, because I'm not that. <laughs> I don't know. I find it kind of relaxing to watch, but only if they're not okay. too gross. Like some of those well, YouTube I no longer, channels that I have really, I really no longer want Gabe to do this podcast <laughs> with us. I mean, you know that's something that like Bethany is actually... I wouldn't say she seeks it out, but when she's confronted with it, she will watch it. But also, she has, like, medical interests. I mean, that's fine. If you're, like, a doctor, I, it's fine. I get it. She's you, not you, She she's not a doctor okay, yet. Okay, if you're in Let's the medical clear. if you're in the medical field, I get it. You're already too far gone. I'm not going to judge you, right? Like, I get it. You're into that stuff. It's just, it comes with the territory. I'm Gabe like, is not that. Gabe's what not links that. Gabe up to it? Yeah, like... Could, could the satisfaction of the release of a pimple be the same thing as, like, a raid boss being cleared? Could it be that? Maybe. I haven't been playing MMOs raiding for that long. I think that there's a satisfaction that's uh, that's common to all those things, and it's called satisfaction. Just the release I, of tension. Yeah, exa- exactly. Is, no, that is actually pretty accurate. I mean, I would say my problem is I can't get no. 
can't get no satisfaction. I mean, that that's just my problem personally. Okay, Mick. <laughs> I'm thinking about licorice powder now. I mean, what was licorice different back then? Like, like when we think of licorice now, most people think of Twizzlers, right? So, like, what was it really back then? Was it just the root straight up? I think it was the root straight up. Is there is that like, what licorice comes from? It's like a root. Yeah, licorice root. I guess I'm gonna look. Can I look that up? Licorice yeah, source. Yeah, you can look up. Licorice source. Okay, so it's a plant with a root. I and think now it's I good. Here, it's a herbace. Obviously, as we all know, it's a herbaceous perennial legume. It's also kind of sweet, so it's used as like a sweetener in like herbal infusions. I think it's good. I like it sometimes. Now, is this mm. is this black licorice? Like, what's the default taste? It says here, excessive consumption of licorice may result in low levels of potassium, increased blood pressure, and death. And death. That doesn't, seem, that doesn't seem great. How much licorice okay. would you have to eat to die? What's the LD50 of licorice? <laughs> Did you know licorice is spelled with a Q in everywhere except the United States? No, I didn't know that. I Holy did shit. not know that. L-I-Q-U-O-R-I-C-E. I hate that. I guess I it's spelled that. like liquor. In most of the Commonwealth, but spelled with a C in the United States and sometimes Canada. Wild. Fucking common licorice, liquor. So it's spelled like liquor ice. Liquor yeah, ice. It is spelled exactly like liquor ice. Yes. I don't know. Liquor seems like one of those things that people have a lot of opinions about. I think it's pretty good. I have no I think other it's opinion good, about it. But I don't like getting into these things. Like there are foods like this where people are like, it's either the best thing in the world or you're an animal if you like it at all. And both of those perspectives, like, I don't like the thing where people get way too into debating pineapple on pizza. It's like, if you like it, good. If you don't like it, okay, that's also fine. Just organize your pizza order. not the end of the world of someone else, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so wild to me how intense people get about it. Hmm. Yeah, it says here, just straight up dried sticks are, there, are a confectionery in many countries. Like dried sticks of licorice root? Yeah. I guess the... The like gummy form is not really the It's just form, it's like right? a straight up like, stick and you just chew on it. I don't think you eat it, you just chew it. Kind of like sugar cane. Kinda, yeah. Huh. This is weird. Yeah, Italy, Spain, and France, licorice is popular in its natural form. It's just dug up, washed, and then chewed. Sometimes hmm. dried. Imagining being really into that. Just a guy who you know who's like hanging out at parties, like chewing on licorice root always. Feels like a side character in a children's cartoon. Something like that. Or in like community or something. Like a show, like a kind of goofy sitcom. Yeah. With like a really weird side character. It's like, oh, that's Licorice Fingers. Yes, exactly. He wouldn't have a name. Like he wouldn't have a regular name. I mean, there really is an entire... There's an entire section of Wikipedia about poisoning from licorice. I'm also some... really annoyed that the 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 Wikipedia article for licorice is the Commonwealth spelling. It is? Yeah, it's really weird to look at. I don't licorice. like it. Wikipedia 
liquor if. But I mean, Napoleon had to be into something besides war. Why would it not be licorice? I mean, why, I don't know. It sounds like you just chew on it, but it sounds like he was having it all the time. So why didn't he die? Well, I mean, he, did, he die. did eventually die. That's but not from licorice. I think I would have known that. Not that you stomach, know of. stomach cancer. Okay, really? Maybe, maybe it was licorice. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's licorice one of the killed him. Licorice side effects. The powder in what? Like he like a drink. I mean, isn't there like some people drink licorice drinks? So that's not like crazy to me. What it what this makes me think of is I remember my my grandmother has like one of the really old Candyland games, and like licorice is wild in that game. What do you mean? Big, it's a big deal in the original Candyland. I guess before they had modern candy, they had to just chew on roots all day. Maybe Isn't it like an entire li- section of the board? Yeah. Like is it still is it still that in Candyland now? Is licorice in Candyland? It's Listen, Lord, the only Lord Licorice. He has a pop. He must be. There's a pop Funko for him. So there's Candyland Funko Pops. This Lord Licorice one is kind of awesome. I'm not gonna lie. I can't pretend it's not. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I can't lie when they're actually fun. My dad asked me if Funko Pops were popular, and I'm like, well. Depends yes who you and ask. no. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're, uh, at this point, like, I've heard Funko Pop used almost as a phrase to mean, like, soulless pop culture merchandise. I, I have, like, a few that I got at a certain time, and I have not gotten more since that time of my life. Yeah. I've I, kept all of them. I've kept all of them, but, like, I'm not seeking them out. That's 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 about the same. I think I stopped being into Funko Pops... Somewhere between Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi. Yeah, I don't know. Which was frankly the right time to get out, I think. Because I'm glad I don't have a bunch of Last Jedi merch just lying around. I mean, I've got some fun ones. Wait, a bunch of Rise of Skywalker merch. Excuse me. I got some fun ones, and then, I don't know, that's about all you need. I like the Yuri on Ice one I got. It's fun. I've got some Futurama ones. Hmm? I've got some Arrested Development. I have a bunch of Star Wars... A Flash one, a Princess Bride one, and a Yuri on Ice one. So I think I'm like set. I think I kind of I'm okay with them for things that are a little more like off the beaten path where there is not other cool figurine stuff for. Like Lord Licorice from Candyland. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I really liked the ones that they came out with for Force Awakens because they highlighted like some of the like one-shot little characters that looked really cool but actually did nothing in the actual movie, which was yeah, fun. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Star Wars has always made sure to do that. Exactly. Man, I... Like like, like this one little space pirate dude here. Sedan Ithano, my, my man over here. I love this guy. He's my good friend. His, head, his head's bobbling. Check that out. His, his head sure is bobbling. Look at this figure I have of my favorite Star Wars character. His name is Buko Tumo. That really is. great. The, there's that like viral Tumblr post or tweet or whatever it is that's like yeah the fans are all very excited for the return of Glup Shido yeah of Glup Shido <laughs> yeah alright uh, I believe this fact though I think I think I would believe it too I think it just I, based on the fact that it's a thing I would just say I believe it I don't know what that like, why not like why not like why not I guess that's where I'm coming from like why not people eat licorice root now so why not then yeah, and it's good. If it's good now, it was good when there was nothing to do. That's my thumb, rule of thumb for that time period. 
There was nothing. I think there was like really nothing to do for Napoleon too, because he was just like on a fucking island. Oh yeah, they exiled him twice. Twice they did this. <laughs> I think they. Like, it's true, his, like, by the way. It's true. It's true. Hell yeah. Yeah. No. Like here we go. Let me let me pull this up. According to Hortense Bertrand, the daughter of General Henri Bertrand and his wife Fanny, Napoleon carried a mixture of licorice powder and brown sugar in his pockets as a remedy for indigestion. Oh, that's kind of fun. He also uses it as a remedy for colds. When Napoleon was dying, he wanted to drink only licorice-flavored water. He asked me for a small bottle and some licorice, poured a small quantity, and told me to fill it with water, adding that in the future he wished to have no other beverage but that. (laughs) I mean, that's fun. I mean, you know, when you're dying, you know, you gotta have what you want. I get it. I just yeah. found a, if you Google Napoleon licorice, there is Napoleon branded licorice. Huh. Hard candy. Napoleon licorice sours, hard candy. Louis Const- Constant Valley, Napoleon's valet from 1800 to 1814 notes that every morning after Napoleon finished washing, shaving, and dressing, his handkerchief, his snuff box, and a little shell box filled with licorice flavored with aniseed and cut very fine were handed to him. Hmm. That, so, like, his triple threat. snuff box and his licorice. Like, there we go. Snuff I mean, boxes that, are wild. Sounds perfect to me. They say a lot of this had to do... Uh, they say that the licorice actually had a lot to do with how discolored his teeth were. Hmm. Well, if I'm going to get a licorice addiction... In order to afford all that licorice, I'm going to have to go to them's the ads. I hear people and they're having lots of fun. I am not a designer, but I definitely know how hard it is to find convenient software to do just about anything. The good thing is... For you designers out there, there's Canva Pro. It's a design software that makes design simple, convenient, and reliable. You can create what you need in no time, and it's jam-packed with time-saving tools that make anyone look like a professional designer. If you want to check it out, go to partner.canva.com ppn. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Cult Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. Uh, I'll try one. John may bust it, but I'm going to try it. Which is this. It's pretty simple. You guys all saw Forrest Gump, right? Yeah, I saw Forrest Gump. I've seen parts of it. Do you know who originally was reading for Bubba? Lawrence Fishburne? No, it was Tupac, baby. Really? Really? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm proposing. Well, well. Tupac read for Bubba, baby. Now, Tupac read for Bubba. Now, what? Uh, here's the thing I know about Tupac. He had, like, theater training, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, he was, like, a, a well-known actor. Like, he, yeah. he would have had a really good acting career. Like. So, oof. like. But this is, to be clear, 
This is 94, 95? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what year he died. And if it's, was, inter- was this interrupted by his death? Okay, I'm going to tell you this. It, it is, this is possible physically. That's not a question. Well, but what I yeah. mean is, is it possible physically in the sense that they were going to have him do it, and the only reason they didn't is that he was killed? Or was it possible in the sense that... No, for, he died like two years after Forrest Gump came out. That was the Oh, okay, issue. okay, okay. Now, I will say Forrest Gump was like mid-Tupac, like being Tupac. Right. So, Man. But take with, take with that what you will. He also did make a couple of movies in the middle of Tupac being Tupac. That is mm. correct. And not, I mean, there is precedent for rappers like taking a break from their rapping career to like try and get serious about acting. There's and, a lot of know, precedent. Various levels of that working. What's that picture that used to go around? Ice tea, TV cop slash refreshing drink. <laughs> God, some I I, I, I mean Ice T is that, uh, Ice T is mainly a, a TV cop now. I forgot last night uh, until last night that Ice T was in Johnny Mnemonic. I don't even know God what is, Johnny Mnemonic is. Oh my Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, which uh, is based on a which is a a movie based on a William Gibson short story that's set in the same universe as Neuromancer. It stars Keanu Keanu Reeves as a carrier, uh, as a courier who carries data in his head. So it's sort a, of reverse Death Stranding. It is a buck wild film. Uh, like worth 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 noting. Like Dolph Lundgren plays a Christian themed assassin. Hmm. A Christian themed uh, assassin. Oh yes. Like yes. Uh, like the religion at one point oh yeah like at one point a a rich guy calls him to hire him and says i have need of your services and he says we have services every night at five. Oh my god <laughs> it's uh it's it's an incredible film now don't now don't forget to put the respect don't forget to put respect on ice t that he has won a grammy twice 30 years apart really that is he won one in 1991 for back on the block and he also won the one this year for bum rush by body count. Yes. You I don't even know what that, that is. Body count body is his count? metal band. You don't know about body count. Ice T's the singer in a metal band. Yeah. No way. It's called yes. body count. It, it's very true. It's pretty much exactly what you would expect a band fronted by Ice T that is a metal band called body count to be. <laughs> I literally, body that, count that band. you do not need more description. It is that. Apparently, they were formed in 1990. Yeah. Three out of the band's original seven members are deceased. I'm wondering if there are, like, any other Ice-themed rappers that are also actors. Because, I mean, we got Ice Cube, Vanilla we got Ice-T. Ice. Vanilla Ice? Did Vanilla Ice do any acting? Well, I'm going to find out right now, thanks to Wikipedia. Vanilla Ice. Also, Rap- it's kind of generous to call him a rapper. I mean, it says but... rapper, actor, and television host. Wow. Wow, so I guess this is a thing then. So what was his acting career? Let's see. Uh, As himself. Filmography. Yeah, he is himself a lot, isn't he? <laughs> except Vanilla he played Ice's Mark. Last except name did is you Van wait? Did Winkle. you know? Did you know? I wait, wait, wait. Vanilla Ice played Mark Twain in the Ridiculous Six. What? 
Can we talk about that? I don't want to talk about the ridiculous six like almost ever, but I don't even wow. That I was also that stupid Seth MacFarlane Western, right? Also, his first film credit is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: The Secret of the Ooze as himself. <laughs> the Secret of the Ooze. God. Yeah, he played Mark Twain. What did he look like? I don't want to. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole anymore. Yeah, don't, don't, don't Google Ice, uh, Vanilla Ice's Mark Twain. I don't think you want to see what that is. Was Tupac Bubba going to be Bubba? I think it's possible. I could see Tupac having audition. Okay, for but this. we don't have three choices in this show. We have two. It is a yes or a no, or a true or false, not a problem. I'm. Well, I think this is possible. I don't know. I don't know. I want to say yes, but my heart is telling me no for some reason. Gabe, thoughts? My thoughts are that I'm inclined to believe it just because of Tupac being... Like, I know he was, like, really into acting. Like, genuinely was, like, passionate about it. But that just means that that he would act. It doesn't mean it had to be this role. I don't know. I also feel like if you're trying to get some, like, star energy, you're not going to put it in Bubba Gump, you know? Well, but you had it in the main character, too. Yeah, you already had it there. You had Robin Wright, too. Let's not forget that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, inc- I'm inclined to go no on this one. Hmm, okay. Is AL's finals? I'm going to go true. Okay, so you're going true and John's going false? Yeah. Yeah. If, if nothing more than to just dig my grave lower, you know? Well, it's true. Ooh. Ooh. Tupac Shakur did auditions and read for the role of Bubba. Tupac. As, as did, here's something fun. As did Dave Chappelle. And, oh wait, where'd the person go that I had? It was Dave Chappelle and someone else that was a rapper that was ter- it was hilarious. Please say Ice Cube. <laughs> you see, I feel like if you had led with Dave Chappelle, I would have bought it quicker. Yeah, I was a little afraid of that, actually. <laughs> oh, here it goes. Uh, Yeah, it was Ice Cube. <laughs> Oh, you see, if you had led with Chappelle or Ice Cube. Yeah, David Allen Greer, Ice Cube, and Dave Chappelle were also offered the role, but all three turned it down. Tupac actually read for it. That's, if if you had led with Ice Cube or Chappelle, I would have gone true. Tupac just seemed like a little bit too implausible. Oh, wow. Can you, and he's the one that didn't turn it down. Can you imagine Ice Cube as Bubba? It would have been so bad. It would have been probably rough. I can literally imagine him doing the shrimp monologue. <laughs> like you, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I don't do ice cube impressions. I want to imagine like, but like Snoop imagine, Dogg. Um, imagine oh. like ice cube, but like in like 21 jump street doing the shrimp, yeah. the shrimp monologue. I want Snoop Dogg during the shrimp monologue, but he just has to like hit a blunt in the middle of it real quick. <laughs> that really is Snoop Dogg's well, that's, like that's whole thing sh- now. That's kind of just a show with Martha Stewart, yeah. Yeah, I mean, his best friend, Martha Stewart. (laughs) Should we do a listener fact? Do we have one? We we do have one. Oh! It's from none other than James Hunter himself, actually. Hey! Uh, It says, the Honus Wagner T206 has been beaten out as the most valuable baseball card. Then in the slight summary... Slight summary. 
Honus Wagner T206 is valuable because Honus Wagner asked them to not ever make his card ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card sold for $5.2 million in January. So, is this other card no longer the most valuable is the question. Mickey Honus Mantle, can't keep I, it forever. I feel like Mickey Mantle has always been pretty valuable. At least, like, the little bit that I know about baseball cards. Yeah, and he's a more, I feel like he's a player that would be more recognizable than whoever the fuck Honus Wagner is at this point. Yeah, Honus Wagner is like old, old school baseball. Yeah. I know this because... He's old enough He's old enough that his card was an American Tobacco Company card, not a Topps card. I know yeah. about this specifically because there was a book series I read in like elementary school where a kid could go back in time if he was given a vintage baseball card. Wait, that's huh. kind of fun. Let's, talk, actually, more, was, let's talk more it, about that. <laughs> It was actually a fun little series. They were all titled like Honus and Me or Mickey and Me and stuff like that. Can he only do baseball-related things? Like It seems to be specifically baseball cards, and he would go back in time to when this thing was around. Now, there was... It's an interest. There was an interesting one because his dad was like really down on his luck at one point, and he was like, "You know what? We're going to use this power. We're going to go back in time to 1930s. I'm going to put money in a bank, and it's going to be super valuable in the present day." The thing that they failed to account for is that in the 1930s, all the banks were closed. <laughs> <laughs> An actual plot line from this book. That's kind of fun. I'm just imagining like if you were an adult, you had that power, just having to walk around with like a sleeve of baseball cards and be like, oh man, I really got to go fix this. I got to go back to 1981. <laughs> you need to get like was... the sp- like the right player to... Yeah. Well, I, see, need, there was I need to be in this thing... city in 1981. There was one thing where they made fun of like the uh, Back to the Future like sports book thing at one point too, where like there was like a bully kid in like the th- the fifties who had like found him and figured out his secret and he was like I'm gonna tell people it's like no no he's like unless you give me results of sports games to balance like I don't know any uh, I know presidents though okay fine who's gonna be president this and then eventually he gets to Ronald Reagan and he's like the cowboy actor yeah. <laughs> yes actually weirdly weirdly enough our standards have really dipped mm. it was, I, I need to look up these books now okay also I believe this um, yeah I believe this as well okay so you do believe that the Honus Wagner is no longer the most valuable and has been beaten out by the Mickey Mantle yes baseball card kid go back in time Okay, uh, I'm going to say 5.2 million. Uh, I'll say false also. It is. It's false. Ooh. Oh, you guys said true. Well, I guess I got it wrong right by accident. I thought you guys said false. We said true. <laughs> oh, I said, I said I'll also go false, but whatever. Yeah, I was wondering why you said that. It's not like we keep score anymore. I accidentally said false. I meant tr- whatever you guys said, I believed. Anyway, it says the Honus Wagner T206 reclaimed the record in August, selling for $6.6 million. Nice. Well, so it's been beaten out, but it's been reclaimed as well. That was a really well-constructed fact. It was yeah, I like good. that. It was well done. Thanks, James. Speaking Thank of James, James is the front man for New Weirdos, which does the intro and outro music for our show. It's the song Never Far. You can find it under the name New Weirdos on whatever platform uh, you use for music. And they've got three new singles out. So it's definitely true. check that out. You should listen to all three. 
I had to we play are, all three at a show like two weeks ago. It was a fun show. It was fun. We are a part of the Pocket Podcast Network uh, with such podcasts as Green Mountain Mysteries, Cult Classics, Pokemakers, Sorted, Steampunks, just a lot of good stuff on there. Go check it out at pocketpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if you, wherever you're listening to us, uh, if you can do a follow or a subscribe or whatever, that would be great if you could do that. Uh, tell your or, friends about us. Oh, yeah, tell yeah. all your friends. Tell your enemies, too, and maybe we'll, uh, I don't know, change them for the better. Tell people yeah. you're indifferent to. Just, like, yeah, see if, if you know, maybe you see can f- form a friendship. Or yeah, when, you're, when, when you're at the grocery rivalry. store, tell every person you check out. Because, like, people that check you out at the grocery store love to get tips about things. Yeah, um, they love that's what they love the most. Out. It's pretty much their favorite thing about their job. Write it on all, tell the vegetables all your, at the all your waiters. Store. Write it on all of their... Don't do that, actually. Please don't do that. I don't do mean not. that one. I don't Give mean them that a one. very generous cash yeah, tip, yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. then under that, write, yeah. check out them as the facts. If you give them a tip above 20%, put that on the receipt if it's below that i don't want to be associated with it yeah if it's below that give them a podcast that we don't like i can't think of one right now but (laughs) if you give below 20 recommend the joe rogan podcast yeah there you go i think if you give below 20 they already assume you're an (laughs) avid listener of the joe rogan podcast (laughs) yeah and then uh, on uh, apple podcasts and all that good stuff you give us a review that would be pretty sweet there were a Um, lot of these books y'all you can also submit facts for us, uh, like the one we just did, at our website, abolishunits.com. Uh, I think that's it, right, guys? It's been a bit since we've uh, wrapped one of these up. Yeah. Thanksgiving really took a toll. Yeah. It's been a busy time. There were 12 of these books. They were called Baseball Card Adventures. Well, see, okay, so the name kind of sucks. It's it, should wor- it should have been workshop more. Yeah. Um, I can't think of one right now, but I'm sure they could have come up with something better. Well, than baseball card adventures. Well, either way. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Gabe. I'm John. I almost said I was Chris. <laughs> well, you're not. I'm Chris. <laughs> this has been them's the facts. Don't believe everything you hear. Good Podcast Network. Quality programming right to the pocket.